0: Mayday! Mayday! This is an emergency! Morgan, do you copy?
1: Yes, Ashley, I'm here aboard the Sinking Relationships podcast. For all our listeners, you are joining two friends who are going to talk about dating experiences in the 21st century – You'll hear about our exes, cheating, detailed dates we've been on, and shit you just can't
0: make up. We hope you laugh with us. You can definitely laugh at us, and we are excited for you to get on board our shit show of a dating life. So let's dive into this episode of Sinking Relationships. It's about to go down. Welcome to episode six, Prison Affair.
1: I'm not sure you're going to hear a story like this anywhere else. This story is freaking amazing. Um, But before we get into that, that's all I'm going to give you right now. Why don't we start with updates on where we're at, Ashley, in our dating lives. And
0: if anything's progressing, if it's just at a standstill, let me know. Yeah. So um, first, I'm going to start off by saying I am – pumped about this story. Like I am telling you, if you don't listen to the first 10 or whatever minutes of us and our updates, I promise you that this is going to be so worth it to listen to the end. And I just can't wait. And I don't even know the whole story yet.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely wild. It's honestly, like, such a great story, and I'm so happy that (laughs) I had a friend who went through this so we can
0: (laughs) share it with you all. Like, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. Yeah, this is
1: one of those things you just can't make up.
0: Yeah, and kind of like my dating life in general. So, uh, (laughs) some updates. Um, so first, I just felt like I needed to so to put everything into perspective, Morgan and I record this probably a week or two before we actually post the episode. So our updates are you know real in terms of where we are that week, but when we put it up, it's just a little bit later than than real life. so um, I was like listening back to episode four, I think it was. And just how I was feeling like really down and bombed about that guy who canceled on the date. And since then, like I was bombed and I was down just because I I was so frustrated And I'm sure people go through these ups and downs with just dating. Like it's so tiring and so exhausting that I was like really beat down um, those couple days right after we recorded. But like my view is if it doesn't work out, there's a reason why it's not working out and on to the next, like whatever in the past, I don't care. But when I was listening to our podcast, I was just like, no, like screw him. Like I can't believe I was even down about this guy because... Not only did this dude literally plan a date a week in advance for me, Mm -hmm. then he asked about it back. Then he canceled when he was supposed to freaking already have left for this date. And he's like been super active on on social media, and I follow him. And just like every time I see something, and he just like posted something with another girl that I'm like. Literally, this dude, I think, just, like, needs a girl who's gonna, like, say yes and, like, do whatever he says because, honestly, I'm just, like, fired up about him and just, like, about – it's just ridiculous. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, not only did he do all of those things – and I don't think I stressed this enough the last time – But I want to just read my text message that I had sent to him after he canceled on me. Yes, do that. Yeah. So this was like earlier this month at this point. And like I, so again, he canceled on me. Mm -hmm. I had already got ready. I had already done my hair. I had structured my whole day around meeting up with him. I already left the house. It was 15 minutes into my drive to go meet up with this freaking guy. Mm -hmm. Cancels on me was livid, upset, whatever. So this is why I sent back to him the next morning because he like texted me and was like, let me make it up to you. Like I have tomorrow off, meaning Monday. I also can take work off on Tuesday. And it's like, Bro, never asked you to take work off for me. Like, I'm not asking you to do anything fucking crazy. I'm just asking you to show up to the date we had planned. Right. So, whatever. I sent him this text Monday morning because, like I said, I was super upset. And this is really honest for me um, and really kind of vulnerable for me to say slash now read to whoever listens to this podcast, but <laughs> I don't know. um. And I just said back to him, I said, hey, so where I'm coming from is that I altered all my plans for the day, spent the time getting ready, and was already on my way to the restaurant, and then was canceled on. Way too often, I prioritize other people in my life to then not feel the same effort in return. And after being excited, I'm often just left feeling like a fool. So this really hits hard for me and is upsetting, to be honest. I just think if you were, in fact, not feeling well, you could have communicated that to me earlier. I do appreciate the apology and may be open to seeing you again, but I don't have any free nights this week.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I thought that was very honest. Like, I'm saying I appreciate that you said sorry, but, like, I am upset and, like, this isn't a good look for a first date.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, far too often, women in general just kind of let things go and, like, don't actually – voice how they're feeling because i f- i don't know i feel like women get called like crazy or like emotional or whatever so i feel like a lot of the time we like err on the side of caution when it comes to replying especially like someone you're like just first starting to date yeah um, so i mean i feel like men like aren't used to that but i think it's like good that you did that because you need to be honest and be like this is fucked up
0: yeah and so i agree like i mean for me specifically like oftentimes like i feel like i just let things slide or like we talk about this all the time i'm too nice or whatever and so boy left me on red Uh, he did not even respond to that
1: yeah well, you know what? The the things that you've said, it kind of sounds like he's used to, like, getting his way and, like, walking over women and kind of just, like, expecting them to do whatever he wants. So, for you to, like, push back and be like, that's fucked up. Like, he was probably like, whatever. Like, I don't want to talk to her because she's actually putting me
0: in my place. Yeah. And I'm like – well, do you think you're the prize here? Because Newsflash or not, and thank you for showing me who you really were before I actually spent a couple hours getting drinks with you. Like, I'm just, I am just so furious. Well. A, I guess it just, like, puts things into perspective, like, when I get excited about people, like, this is why oftentimes I find myself reserved now, because, like, this happens, and, like, you just don't know who people are, no matter, like, how many FaceTimes you do, or, like, how much you talk, like, I don't know, I just, like, I was completely, I mean, not completely blindsided by this, because I did say there were, like, some yellow, definitely, I will call them large red flags. Yeah. Um, now that like this is the way he acted um but yeah i'm just like i felt like i had to just like clear the air on this because i didn't want to seem like i was like super distraught over this one guy like i'm just like freaking fuming and so over the energy and effort that you have to put in in order to get to know someone
1: yeah i agree and that's why i kind of just stopped dating right now even though we're doing a dating podcast so hopefully I have enough stories to keep entertained till I do um start dating but that's really what it is for me and like I feel like too now just certain little things just really rub me the wrong way and I definitely see red flags more often or at least I'm realizing them and not ignoring them like I used to so I think that's harder for me too to actually be interested in dating someone because there's a lot of things that just, like, don't add up for me, and I'm just, like, no, I I can't even waste my energy. So, like, there's this one guy that I've been talking to for, like, two days, but, like, I don't know. (laughs) I know we talked about sparks with Lexi last time, but it's just not there, and I just, I'm, like, okay, well, maybe she's right. Like, maybe, you know, there's no spark, and you kind of have to work at it, and then I just found myself, like, in four back and forth boring messages about real estate. And I'm like, this isn't it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, maybe there is no spark and like, whatever you have to like, I don't know, but like, how, how do you spend that much? At, like the, and I think we're on the same page here and like, I'm just going to going to ke- I'm going to keep putting myself out there. Like, that's who I am. That's what I do. Like whatever. But the amount of energy is really the part that is it's not so much not finding people that you're compatible with, at least for me, it's more about the energy and just how draining it is to have to like, you know, start those conversations, have some conversations, plan some time to meet, hang out, maybe hang out. And then like, then realize like, no, not in them, like starting all over again. Like, yeah. and like, it's just so much time and effort and it's just, that's the part that is so draining. And like you're saying, having these like, get to know you conversations that are just like, so monotonous and like over and over and over again, is just so hard.
1: I know, like how how can I like, how many times can I tell someone like, what my favorite activities are? Like it just like, it just becomes like monotonous and just like too much at least for me right now. That's how I feel. Like I just, I can't handle it.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, like I said, I'm still putting myself out there. I'm still going out on dates and stuff. Well, I'm not going out on dates. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> um some people, well, I, last time I said there was something that I was excited about. I still really don't want to talk about it right now. Um, I'll just leave it out. I'm feeling, um, a little less hopeful, um, <laughs> for certain reasons. This this week than I was last week, um, kind of trying just not to get my hopes up slash I don't allow my hopes to get up anymore because I'm so jaded about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, guest appearances um, by some <laughs> people from the past. We'll leave that. <laughs> I'm
1: tired of that update. You said that now, you know, I'm just getting tired of it. They need to stay in the past like know your place you're in the past please stop it didn't work out like they always come back they they always come back
0: and like uh, yeah i mean i'm just gonna leave that at what it is too because who knows i have a feeling some people are listening in on this but um yeah not sure how i'm feeling about the past scenario and just sort of want to say um less hopeful than I was last week, but again, like it it just goes hand in hand. Like I find myself overthinking so much about everything, but it's because I've been so jaded because how long can you be in this dating world and like going through the same cycle without like thinking every person has like an ulterior alternative, like either personality or motive or whatever it is just like how do you find that person that's on the same page there's also
1: like two things that I've realized and the first thing is I feel like the people I've dated in the past like when I was like younger and like dating around but like even like my ex-boyfriends I feel like that like click and the whole dating like just happened so easily and now it's like okay you date this person you talk to this person it doesn't work out or like x y and z there's a number of reasons why it's not working out but before it was just like for some reason so much easier like mm-hmm. like you said like you saw your ex at a bar and you guys started talking and then you dated and then you were in a relationship like i feel like that just isn't happening for either of us right now well
0: we can't so. cars at the moment <laughs> Okay, <Even laughs> pre-COVID. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No. And I, I think, but I think that's because again, we're just like not like jaded and too like just paying attention so much more and like overthinking so much because like we've been hurt and I just know the next time that I get into something serious, like I'm not going to be getting hurt. Like I'm going to be finding like a person that I want to be with for a very long time. Yeah. And I think the second
1: thing too is like, we dated, I mean, for the most part, like the bar and whatever, like, you know, high school sweethearts and whatever, like we dated people we knew, we knew their friends, et cetera. Like we knew a lot more about them. And now you're kind of just getting like the good stuff off a dating app, even though I don't know if we're really getting good stuff, but (laughs) you're getting the best of that stuff. So you don't really know their background, their history, et cetera. So it's definitely like a lot harder to weed people out and really get to know them and know exactly what they're about because they can just put a facade up and then, you know, a few weeks later, it's a completely different person you're talking to. So yeah, that's so
0: true. That is so true. So um, do you, Morgan, have any updates at this time? nope (laughs) Um, I'm really
1: over dating I still have one app and I just like look at people who message me or like whatever and I'm just like I don't know I'm I'm being really picky and I think that's partially because I don't really feel like dating right now but also it's like it's just people are bizarre like it's just one guy and he like liked me or whatever so it shows up he like <laughs> his pictures actually oh, first of all his first picture is really scary like it's just like a selfie of him but he kind of looks like a serial killer and like has like a like a bull like a bowl like shaped kind of haircut I don't know how to explain it but like definitely gives off serial killer vibes. Okay. his second picture is a blurry picture of him like and then <laughs> the
0: last three pictures are pictures of cats. And you're talking to him. No! I was like, Morgan, I think we need to have an intervention. (laughs) No. So on
1: this app, it just – when they like you, it shows up. You don't have to like them back and back or whatever. But it's just, like, I get you have to weed through people to find what you're looking for. But, like, I've been in the freaking weeds. Like, I'm not finding anything. So, I don't know. I think I'm just –
0: not feeling it right now, yeah. No, I hear you, totally hear you. So, well, I mean, on that note, I think we should get into this story because I just can't. I am so excited
1: about this. I- I'm so excited to rehear this story too because I haven't heard it in a while. So, um, yeah, let's get to it. I want to welcome my friends who are podcast. Um, she's the second guest that we've had, but she's the first anonymous guest that we've ever had. She's staying anonymous because the story is just so insane and you can't make it up, meaning that it's an epic story that you wouldn't want other people to know about your own dating history. So she's going to stay anonymous. However, I just felt like I had to have this person on because once I heard this story and we started doing this podcast... It just, like, was one of those things, like, you can't not, we couldn't not have you on. (laughs) So we're so excited to have you, and why don't you tell us this crazy story about (laughs) dating someone in prison?
2: (laughs) Okay, so I feel like I need to say, at this time in my life, I was going through a breakup i was with this person for like six years i found out that he had been using again so it was kind of in like a dark place um so it was kind of like a little fantasy land i was living in so here's what happened um i was watching investigation discovery which is like a true crime network um and there was a show called reasonable doubt on and they were airing the story about two brothers that were at a new year's party One of them was 15, one of them was 18, and a man was stabbed at the New Year's party and died. And they were both arrested that night, but the younger brother was let go. Um, And then they didn't arrest him until two years later. Um, But they didn't really have any evidence against him other than like eyewitnesses, Um, but they were conflicting testimonies. So I feel like, you know, Basically, it boiled down to he got convicted because um, one of the eyewitnesses was trying, well, he was also a co-defendant, was trying to cut a deal for himself. So he testified against this kid, and the 15-year-old ended up getting, like, 25 years in prison. And I felt really bad because I was like, you know, no one can actually say that he was participating in the stabbing. Um, Anyway, the kid's in, in prison for, like, you know, I don't know, until he's, like, 37. So I saw him on TV, and I felt really bad. Like, I don't know, it just really touched my heart. Well, I decided to reach out and write to him and just say, basically, like, you know, I think you're innocent, and I feel really bad. If there's anything I can do, like, I want to support you. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Um, but I was just, I don't know, I was just trying to be nice. So he wrote back. I wasn't really expecting him to write back so fast, but I guess, you know, he didn't really have much else going on. Um, you know... <laughs> So he was like, he kind of left it like open ended, like, you know, if you want to write back, you can, um, no pressure, but you know, obviously I was just like, oh yeah, I'll definitely write back. It was just like, I felt like it was somebody for me to talk to outside of like my circle of friends and family about, you know, stuff that was going on. And, um, you know, so it was just kind of like, I don't know, kind of like an escape. So we, you know, we were communicating through letters for a few months and then we started like reading books together and watching you know it's like we would like watch shows at the same time and stuff like that and so his mother and his sister started like friend requesting me on Facebook so it was just like this it turned into like this whole big thing and then you know, we were kind of joking around at first about like, oh, like if I ever went out to like meet you and visit you. So he also um, is in prison in Missouri, which is in the middle of nowhere. So halfway across the country. Um, so anyway, eventually I ended up wanting to go and visit. I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard for me to put into words because it's,
0: it's a judgment-free zone here. Yeah, no judgment. This is so great.
2: <laughs> this sounds like so far-fetched. I just felt like a like a connection with this person I was going through like a really like I don't know crazy time um and it just felt like a nice escape I guess from like everything that was going on and like you know Missouri to here is you know a long ways away so it just felt like a complete different world anyway um his family wanted to help basically fly me out because they were like oh this is so great he's never had a friend like this like you know, you guys are doing so much together. Like, you know, as much as we can while he's in prison. And he—he he was actually a really good artist too. So I would send him pictures of like my pets, and he'd draw like these amazing pictures. So that like really special to me because my pets are just like everything. So I don't know. Anyway, eventually I went out there. I went out there three times actually. No I just...
0: way. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> hide in that one. <laughs> Wait, you didn't no, I just thought one. No, it's different. a lot of
2: people don't know that. So, anyway, <laughs> each time I went out, like, I got it. So, the first time was fine. Like, whatever. When I got to my hotel room, I don't know how the fuck he did it, apparently. Like, he did it through his family. But they, like, decorated my room. They had, like, gifts for me and everything like that. And I was like, oh, this is so sweet. Like, I felt, like, so welcome. And they, like, made me dinner. And they were just, like, like, waiting on me hand and foot. It's not like they had a lot of money either. It was just, like, you know, they really went out of their way. So, I felt like You know, I felt like close with them. But eventually, um, you know, over the next, like, I don't know, few months or so, after my first trip, I felt like they were getting, like, his, his mom especially and his sister just, like, really, like, overbearing and, like, wanting me to basically drop what I had going on here and move out there or just, like, you know, come out to visit, like, every few months. And I was, like, I thought this was going to be, like, a one-time thing. Like, I wasn't really expecting to go back again. But, yeah, so, anyway, long story short, I ended up going out two more times. Um, And it just got increasingly more, like, I could see that There was, like, there were a lot of red flags with him and his family. He was bipolar, and he told me that. Like, you know, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, But he was just very, like, I don't know. Like, he could be overbearing, and it was just, it just turned out to be kind of a nightmare. Because when I finally said, like, I wanted to, I was like, this I can't do this. Like, this is just, like, too much. Like, I can't have a relationship with somebody in prison. He kind of lost his shit and said that he was going to kill himself. And then family was, like, blaming me and it was just a fucking nightmare, and I mean, he didn't, he's fine, but like, you know, it was just like this whole guilt trip, like meanwhile, you know, the whole time that we were talking, he's like, if this ever doesn't feel right to you, just tell me, just be honest, and so, you know, I was, and I ended up dating somebody else, he asked me if I, if I, you know, was dating somebody, and I told him I was, and he's like, lost his shit, and I was like, this is like, This isn't even a real relationship, you know, it's like, and, you know, I kind of felt bad because I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll let him on, like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But I honestly went into it with like good intentions, just trying to be supportive. And then it turned into something that I wasn't expecting. And it was, it was a lot. And it just felt like they were really trying to guilt trip me back into being there for him in a way
1: that they couldn't be that's like really bizarre too and it sounds like his family's like enablers and the fact that they're like getting mad at you and like they're like throwing you this whole thing like which is like really nice but it's like a little yeah. too much like what are you expecting out of this like it's like they want okay. to like get married and like go live out. what are you gonna you don't know anyone out there and he's in prison what are you gonna do yeah like
2: every yeah. my sister is saying like oh you can find a job out here you know If anything, you can always go back if you hate it. I'm like, I think I'm just going to drop everything here, like leave my family and just like go out there with my pets. And like, I don't know. It was just it was just a little crazy. You know, then I find out maybe about like a year after this girl messages me on Facebook and she's like, he had told me about her, but he told me a completely different story about her, basically that she set him up and all this stuff. Um, but he was having a relationship with her too, apparently. <laughs> like, how are a fucking player in
1: prison? <laughs> even in prison, they're still cheating. Like, what? <laughs> and the audacity to like be mad at you for being upfront and real and being like, yeah, I am dating someone, and he gets mad. Yet he was doing it at the same time. Like, oh my god! I
2: don't, I don't think his family knew about that because they didn't like her because they, you know. Whatever, he was hiding it from them. I basically told him, because he said some really nasty things to me at the end, and I was just like, you know, I really don't ever want to talk to you again. (laughs) It was probably about a year ago now, and he kept writing me for a while and trying to call me. I blocked the number, um, like, permanently, and I never responded to any of his letters. Actually, my sister took one of the letters, and I think that she might have said something because he hasn't written back since. but that's basically how that ended (laughs)
0: Okay, so this – you said this ended just, like, over a year ago? Yeah. And how – so when you – like, how much of a sentence does he have left?
2: Um, 15 years.
0: So, like, even if you moved out there, you'd be by yourself for 15 years?
2: So they were thinking that he's in the appeal process and he's coming home next – like, that's what they kept saying. He's coming home next year for sure. Like, there's no way he's not. But yeah, um – I would be.
0: They just sound delusional, honestly.
2: Yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> if he got out
1: right now, do you think you would, like, talk to him if he reached out to you at this point? No.
2: No. Because now I know, like, who he really is and, like, I don't know. I honestly don't even really know anymore. Like, I don't know if I'm convinced that he's innocent. Like, I, at first I was thinking he was just a kid that was at a party with his brother and he was just, like, an innocent bystander. But there's a... um law in Missouri, like the felony murder rule or law, um, that if you were present at a crime and you knew it was going to take place, then you're just as culpable as as the person who stabbed the victim. Um, And that's what I really thought happened, but I just, I don't know anymore because now I can really see, or now I really saw like who he was and
1: like his bipolar and his anger so
2: exactly yeah so and not to mention, like the girl that reached out to me that was having a relationship with him i don't know i'm sure i really don't know if i should you know take everything she said you know as the truth but she was like he told me that he held him down like, held the victim down, and I was just, like, fucking mortified, so.
0: Like, what if his, what if his family, like, can't you, like, not, isn't there something where, like, sp- or is this just me watching too much, like, Law & Order? But isn't there something of, like, spouses, like, you can't eliminate yes. the other spouse? Like, what if they, like, thought he was opening up to you and, like, really wanted you to marry him, so that way you couldn't, like, say what you found out about him?
2: I literally never even thought about that. <laughs> Because he was saying things like he wanted to get married. I don't want to get married anyway, like Mm -hmm. in general. (laughs) yeah <laughs> I, but like so I don't know I just feel like you know I, I told him that too like I just that's not something that I really want to do I just want to have kids and he's like well we could still do that like you know artificial insemination and I'm like are you fucking kidding me oh, oh,
0: that my. is wild that is so wild so I do have to say so like are you like do you watch that in what is it investigation discovery
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah I still watch it
0: Yeah, I watch that stuff all the time. What about, like, what about him that made you write to him? Like,
2: I think that he put on, like, a really good act. He was very young at the time, and I felt like I just, I was like, they gave this kid 25 years that could have just been, like, because I was thinking about kids that I grew up with that were present at, like, fights and stuff like that, and I'm like, that could have easily happened to anybody, Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I honestly believed him, and I feel like he just, like, tricked me.
1: You said his brother committed the crime, though, right?
2: Yeah, his brother, his brother and another kid.
1: and just, Did he get life, or? So he took
2: a, so David, the one that I was writing to, went to trial because he um, didn't think he was going to be found guilty. His brother and the other co-defendant code pleaded guilty, so they got lesser sentences,
0: wow whoa did his family like talk about this at all to me yeah like about his brother is his brother almost out
2: no so his brother i think has maybe like 12 years left they didn't get that much less time than he did but um they really didn't have much contact with his brother at the time. They said his brother was, even on the show, they said his brother was, like, a bad influence. They didn't want him around David. They, they knew he was going to get him in trouble and all this stuff. They were really just putting all the blame on his brother. So, and making it just seem like, you know, he's such a sweet kid. Like, he would never hurt a fly. And there was a side of him that seemed like that. But, you know, I also saw the other side, too.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Do you regret this, like, overall, or is there something that you've learned from this that, like, you think is, like, a good lesson to have learned?
2: I don't want to say I regret it because I don't want to regret anything, but, you know, at at first I felt like I did, but I really also feel like um, I was very naive and I learned, you know, a good lesson about, not just taking people at face value and mm-hmm. not being so like not just making myself so vulnerable but like when i'm in like a tough space and just yeah i feel like i definitely learned a lot from this yeah, yeah.
0: would you ever write somebody else so
2: okay no uh, well not for like a not looking for like a date. I mean, I wasn't looking for a date anyway. So the thing is my cousin, she was helping, she was doing like this program um, with guys in prison where she'd like go in um, or just people in prison, she'd go and like read with them. And they were kind of like, like a buddy, I guess, like a support, like an outside support. And I wanted to do something like that because I majored in criminal justice and I was really interested in, you know, doing work like that. So in that way, like, I felt like I was open to writing people, but I don't think after this that I would want anyone to have, like, my home address, just know really anything about me. The work that I do right now, I work with um, young adults with mental illness, so I feel like I'm still able to kind of do what I want to do, just not make myself so vulnerable.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, like, do do what you want to do, but not have it be, like, necessarily like who you're dating
2: exactly yeah yeah there like has to be like a definitely like clear boundaries so just something that
0: i was not expecting yeah well like at what point like if you reached out like just says like a hey i saw the episode like feel bad that that happened sort of thing like at what point did it turn and like who initiated it
2: so i guess he was kind of flirty with like I was like really excited to hear back from him. I think because I like liked the attention at the time because of, you know, what was going on. Um, but then like when he started being kind of flirty then I was like, it made me feel like, I don't know, like wanted, I guess. And I was like, kind of reciprocated it. And then he was like, oh, um, asked about like seeing a picture or I think something like that. I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then like, you know, when I sent the picture, It was just a picture of like me and my dog or something like that he like completely was just like you know made it just gave me so many like just talked me up so much so it made me feel really good and then i was like oh obviously i'm gonna keep talking
1: to this person
0: yeah no definitely feels good when you feel wanted for sure i don't know complimenting you i'm like oh yeah still got right. it <laughs>
1: um so when you actually got to Missouri and got to the prison and like were you know checking in and all that like did it like kind of hit you like holy crap like I'm really doing this or like what was the experience like
2: yeah so I mean I had been to a prison before just during like one of my internships um in college um but actually going to like see a visitor myself. It was just it was really intense because you had to go through like I think three different checkpoints where like you had to wait for a door to close behind you before the next one opened. And then there was all this fencing with barbed wire and like the razor wire and I was like, I can't believe I'm really fucking here. And then I was in the in the visiting room and like you know there was a bunch of inmates and i was just like what if somebody like just like decides to attack me you know like or just anybody there was a bunch of people in there so i you know it wasn't likely but like i was just like all these i don't know what these people were in prison for you know it was just and then there were some people behind glass because they were in the um in solitary confinement and the whole, which la- the last time I saw him, he was in solitary confinement because he went into a fight or something like that. Oh. So we had to have a visit through glass. And at that point, that last visit, I was like super anxious. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I was already like, just having second thoughts about everything, I guess, because I knew it wasn't gonna last. Like unless he actually like got out of prison, like even then, it's like you don't really know this person, and that's what my sister used to always say to me. Like you only see what he wants you to see. Like you don't you don't really know how he's like. You haven't actually spent any time with him aside from you know the visits that you you've spent with him. But yeah, it was it was really
1: intense. So like on the first visit though, was he like what you pictured? Like when you guys are talking, like obviously like looks, whatever. Yeah, that's gonna look the same. But like like, talking to him and, like, getting to know him and, like, your first first initial meet, like, did you feel like he was the same person who was, like, writing you in letters?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, like, he had, like, a, like a southern accent, too. And I loved
0: it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, could yeah, you yeah. not talk on the phone, like, from prison? Like, could you only write letters back and forth?
2: No, we could talk on the phone for, like, I think it was like 15 minutes or 30 minutes at a time Got it. and um, he would like abuse the time so he'd like go on to somebody else's time or like you know he was always getting in trouble because he was always like trying to push the limits but yeah so I, I had to block the number from prison because he kept calling and it was just yeah. Just didn't want anything to do with them anymore, and I told him that.
0: But envisioning going in to visit and like stressing out, because like you said, I mean, if he was convicted for killing somebody, like, is he at a maximum security pr- like prison?
2: He was at, I think it was a medium security, medium, or actually no, it was a maximum. Yeah.
0: I'd be having severe anxiety. I think. Yeah. <laughs> fear anxiety this is so interesting to me like I'm so intrigued by this because I watch these kind of shows all the time and I'm like I don't think I've ever as and it's just like so interesting how your intentions were like so like innocent and you just wanted to reach out and show your support and then it turned into this and his family like obsessed with you
2: yeah yeah
0: was he attractive
2: I I thought so I mean but I also have like a type where People are probably gonna know who this is now that I'm like talking about all this. <laughs> like tall, white skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was attractive. I mean, he's a nice looking. I mean, he's young too. He's like twenty. Actually,
1: he's cute.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not twenty. He's older than that, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, a
2: young. Kid. I don't know.
1: How long did you guys? Talk for like your total, like from start to finish. Like, how long were you guys communicating for? It
2: was like a little over a year.
0: Mm. Wow, yeah. That's, and yeah. were you doing like letters like weekly, like monthly?
2: So, when I first wrote him, um, it was just letters like I don't know, maybe once every few weeks or something like that. But then they started having. Um, they started implementing like tablets in the prison so we could do like email contact. So then it was like once a day. And then I kind of felt like it was like a chore to like write him. Just so you know, I felt like he could be very needy and I was like, I get it, like he's in prison, he doesn't really have anything else, but and um like was he so was
0: he like sort of, like, jealous that, obviously, he's in prison and you're living a life?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd say about certain things, like, he was definitely very supportive and he could be very sweet and kind and, like, you know, um, but I feel like when I wanted to, I don't know, he never really made a big deal about anything until I started dating other people, Mm -hmm. um, he never really got to experience, like, when he was, when he was, um, when they sentenced him, he was, like, I think 18, something, but he was still very young, so he really didn't get to live much of his life outside of prison, so, you know, I feel like he missed out on a lot and just didn't really want me to live my life because, you know, he was, he was stuck up.
0: Mm, interesting. I wonder, like, how often this happens.
2: Oh, I'm sure it happens all the time. Well, I don't know if you have, like, looked it up or anything, but- I was just watching something the other day about the Night Stalker, who was like a like admitted serial killer, Richard Ramirez, and he had like groupies and um during his court hearings and all of that, and he actually got married in prison to somebody that was like he didn't know beforehand, like just started hurting him, and I just feel like that's like I don't know, it's probably not like super common, but I've definitely heard of it happening. I feel like that would never be me. <laughs>
1: I like that too though like with the ted bundy story and stuff like it definitely happens like there's definitely girls who are into that versus you who are like oh i believe he was innocent but like these girls are like oh my god he's so cool because he murdered all these people or like whatever
2: but also so i don't know if you know who ryan ferguson is but he was also somebody in missouri who was convicted of actually he was wrongfully convicted because they ended up exonerating him mm-hmm. um but like I saw like the whole story between him and his girlfriend who started writing to him in prison, and I was like, oh wow, that really could work. But mm-hmm. it's just like it was just a completely different. It was just so far fetched.
0: Mm-hmm. What did um like when? How did your sister find out? Did you tell her? And like, what was her reaction?
2: I told her that I was I wrote to somebody. Like, what I was, my intentions were at first. Like, I told her, I tell her everything. So, she pretty much knew about it from the beginning. And at first, she thought it was nice. But then when I told her I was going to visit, she didn't like that. She thought it was very, uh, you know, my friends didn't like that either. Um, She was just like, "This this is fucking crazy, basically. Like, what are you doing? She tried to be supportive, but she also, I feel like, was, like, being realistic with me. And just like, you know, like this isn't gonna happen I'm like oh well you never know you might get out and win like a lawsuit she's like that's not gonna happen and like I remember she said that to me on like my birthday and I was like kind of sunk in then yeah I don't know like I said I feel like I was just living in a fantasy world
0: I mean sometimes you want to be in a fantasy so yeah yeah I know and I could see like you said you were going through a tough time too so to like to be also able to have like that consistent support system like at times that's like the one thing in a relationship that like people miss the most especially after having someone like you said for so long before that so just like having I don't know something to look forward to or conversation to have so I could see how it easily did develop into something more um but that's just so crazy
2: yeah I know (laughs)
0: I'm obsessed with this story because I want to know, like, how many people do this.
2: I'm sure if you look it up, like, there's, like, whole chat groups about it and stuff like that. probably (laughs) is.
1: There's probably a lot on this. We'll have to do our research, Ashley. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we will. (laughs) I'm, like, intrigued, for sure, because I always watch those, like, shows and Law & Order is my guilty pleasure, but anyway, I'm, like this is just, cause you often hear about, I don't know, people writing in and then having girlfriends and like whatever, boyfriends or. Well, like, are you nervous? Like if he gets out, I know you blocked everything, but like if he gets out. I mean, I've thought about that,
2: but I kind of think that he's just moved on at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, somebody else is kind of like his, I don't want to say prey but his like, you know,
1: object of affection, so. Well, I'm glad you're not doing that anymore. (laughs) And out of that relationship, but that is a wild ass story. And I'm so happy that you were here to tell us about
0: it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for sharing. This is just like so crazy. Like this is, you literally can't make this up. Well, everyone, that is it for this week. We can't
1: wait for you to get on board and listen to next week's episode.
0: And here's a teaser for what's to come. The governors of Mass and Connecticut just said anyone coming from Rhode Island has to quarantine for 14 days. And I don't think they realized how much they've just restricted my dating life.